Hello and welcome to the DM's Book Club, a weekly book club podcast where we talk about some Dungeons and Dragons and discuss how we might include them in our role-playing campaigns. And we are back for hopefully part three. Well, it is part three, but <laughs> I, was like, I was like, where are you going with that? Two point five, uh, but possibly yeah. the final episode mm. of our little actual play in the mortuary. And as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and erstwhile player, Hamilton. Hello, Hamilton. Hello. It's not always though, is it? Calling off on everything now, aren't I? Yeah, but well, you're you're a player. Now, no, so okay, I'm always it. a player. Yeah, okay, fine. In this episode, yeah, in yeah, this yeah. series, I get what you're saying. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Well, generally, I'm feeling very much on my mic control because you've talked about me in front of friends about how fidgety I am, and I just realised I started fidgeting. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about me behind my back in front of my face. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. always. <laughs> I listened to your podcast, and oh. it was DMs with Club, and it was um, yeah, and my co. Hamilton, he's a hacking fidget and he's like all over the shop and i'm like i gotta lay down the law and i'm like oh shit yeah all right but it happens to me all the time as well no, I'm, I'm i can't cannot I tell you how much i've edited me out of dropping stuff and, and sort yeah. of going blah, 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 so it's all fine yeah i try and keep these little secret chats that we because we have a chat before we normally record and they yeah. keep something in reserve to just give yeah to you the were ready life. for me now you're like i'm yeah. coming for you yeah i've had that locked away i was like i could talk to you that out of context no i'm going to talk about this on the podcast now <laughs> i always know that you can edit so it'll be like hello welcome to <laughs> yeah and you're like now. i'm here too <laughs> yeah, yeah bye. <laughs> yes but in terms of you were gonna ask me another question which i think was how am i in the game how are you so, feeling about where we are in the mortuary i'm really enjoying it i'm really sad about rhymes's death oh I no was, I, I liked it <laughs> i grew attached to rhymes very quickly and you played them very uh, respectably and in in the sense of like, they seem like a really stand-up person. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I, they've died again. And they were really excited to go see Sigil. So I'm glad I've got them in my soul trinket, mm-hmm. which we did want to talk about, which was I was hoping that you would thematically allow me to make that a bit more pokeable-like so I could mm-hmm. carry them around a bit longer, talk to them a little bit more. Yeah, you can carry them around and stuff like that, but, you know, you're not, it basically is about, what was it, what's the name of the feature again, sorry? Off the top so of I've got, head. like, tokens of departed. You can destroy one of your soul trinkets, and when you do, no matter where it's, no, do so, you can ask the spirit associated with the trinket one question. It then appears to you, answers in a language it knew in life, it is no un, under no obligation to be truthful, it answers concisely as possible, eager to be free, and then it flies away. Yeah. But, I was hoping that we could be like, well, I've got him here. He can leave if he wants to. Yeah. But I feel like I want to be able to talk to him a bit longer than just the one question. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think maybe, uh, yeah, because Pokeball is a way of like, I know what I described off podcast of like you carrying around, but I'm, I'm almost now thinking of like a magic eight ball. You're not going to like shake him around and yeah. ask him a question, but he'll he'll be there and you can maybe, yeah, you won't, yeah, won't be able to bring him out per se. No, but I can talk to him and sort of like communicate with him and sure. then release. And it's not like I'm going to use them for any like of their effects. It will just no. be flavor flavor. Flavor flavor, yeah. Yeah. Flavortown. Uh, exactly, for Flavortown, for the Guy Fieri of it all. Yeah, that's my that's my plan, that's all. Yeah, 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 it makes sense. Like, Ash, your companion, whilst whilst it's helpful, isn't necessarily a back-and-forth type of person. It's also just like, I feel like I want him to see Sigil. I want him to see Sigil. Yeah, no, I, I did I did kind of give him some motivations to like, oh, I'll come with you. And now he's like, oh, no. And now I'm like, oh, but now he hasn't made it. And I feel like it's my honour and duty to, like, he died for me, so I feel yeah. like I should honor his wish of getting him to see sigil so and then he can be oh, free i guess that makes sense uh, so yeah i'd be happy with that is there any other questions you have before we sort of go into a little bit of a recap yeah you're gonna do a recap so it's fine i think I, but I, yeah last i remember i was running <laughs> away <laughs> it's like doctor who you're always running from something uh even and it's, yeah yeah i know all over <laughs> your head completely last time we dive back into the mortuary and you found yourself with your new companion rhymes having a discussion about where to find this particular person you're looking for mm-hmm. you had deducted that it wasn't rhymes although it's tricky because you're like well you seem to be the most important person that you've come alive and that was mm-hmm. the kind of weird thing was that rhymes had, was clearly dead very much uh, a mummified corpse 
and again with the what we've sort of talked about in place again certainly the mortuary bodies from all over the multiverse come here to be processed and to be given off and sent off to different places he'd found out that rhymes had come from one of the domains of dread uh, a karenar i think it was the one i described almost like a, a desert-like uh, egyptian inspired type place but he'd never been outside of his domain and had you know seemed to have lived a good life although you know mm. was ready to pass on to the afterlife but then had awoken up here and you had after a bit of discussion decided like to carry on essentially and try and find mm. what you're looking for which is sorry this is where fiona's gonna be like we established it was was the corpse of of this rival yeah. wizard right yeah it's the corpse of rival wizard of eowyn that was it yeah. i don't know the name i just know i will know them when i see them exactly so you pass some checks, manoeuvred rhymes into uh, the cart, a la sort of uh, Temple of Doom, and then you pushed away on a track down another corridor, leaving behind shipping and receiving. And you'd proceeded for quite a bit until you'd come across two individuals who were sort of blocking the way a little bit. And uh, what I would call a little bit of a, a scuffle uh, occurred as these... Uh, a sport... scuffle? Well, I, I call it a scuffle. I mean... <laughs> What would you call people throwing bugs and horrible worms at you? Yeah, like absolute <laughs> terrifying event. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, so the, the spawn of Caius mm. is what we rolled in the random encounter over these two spawns of Caius. Lucky me. Yeah, lucky you. And unfortunately, uh, Rhymes took the brunt of it, but not before showing his own powers as a, a mm. mummy lord as well. But you managed to sort of break their ranks a little bit, although um, they kept regenerating the bugs going back up into the, the various sockets yeah. and stuff. But not before burying into Rhymes's uh, skin, uh, well, remains of his skin. And you, you managed to save Rhymes at the last moment as he sort of was being taken over by these horrible uh, worms and himself to be almost turned against you into a, a spawn of Caius. And you trapped him as one of your tokens uh, before like running just away, leaving behind the fire spell, I think. Oh no, um, Ash did some sort of big fire, like a dragon breathing sort of thing, like... BB-8 style, that's why I seem to remember. Yes. They were sort of screaming in agony, but leaving behind the cart. And you are running through the mortuary. Yeah. That sounds about right. Sounds really chill. Let's start with a survival check, please. Oh, bugger. That's one. That's not one of my, my faves. That is an eight. An eight. Can you roll for me a D10, please? Oh, you... You, what you doing? I don't do nothing. I don't like this. D10, was it? A D10, please. A nine. Excellent. Um, <laughs> sorry. No. I'm very excited now. Again, we've described this mortuary as maze-like. You're going down different corridors. You get to points where there's forks. Then you get to points that are like T-junctions and stuff. And you're just randomly going through now because that horribleness, the sort of ickiness, because you had a couple mm. of worms thrown at you, thankfully none of them able to attach and bury into your skin. You finally realise that you're running down various corridors that have doors in them. And the stonework itself has shifted into a more sort of, um, rather than a hewn stone, which seemed like obviously natural sort of mm. pathways almost, it now feels like you are back in places that have been built. You pass a door, you sort of like finally just stop for breath, you know, breathing. <sighs> And Ash, you can hear like, it's like desperately trying to keep up behind you. And you stopped outside a door made of oak, no windows, anything like that, uh, with uh, a door handle. And on it, it says reception room. What would you like to do? I feel like I've got away enough from whatever was chasing me. You've been me. running for a while. Okay. Whether it's five minutes, whether it's an hour, you, you've definitely just been, ah. And this okay. is the first point you've stopped for breath because realistically, you're very dexterous. You're very quick. Yeah. I got a 35 movement. You're sprinting. Oh, actually, you know what? Uh, that's a good point. Make a constitution saving throw. I dumped con, but I got an 18. You ran, but it was you used it as a little, almost like a marathon, not a sprint. You're not completely exhausted, so you do not take yeah. a point of exhaustion cool. as a result of you that's running useful. for a long time. Um, but yeah, you catch your breath back a little bit. The corridor extends a bit. You can see where you've come from, different, uh, like a corner away. Mm. And yeah, you just, you just happen to look up and you're in front of a double door that says in a little tiny sign on it, reception hall. Hood on, back again, mm -hmm. capture myself, back to the door, open it and move in as if this is where I'm meant to be. It's the smell that hits you first. I mean, you're used to like being underground and that sort of wet dirt but this oh 
the smell of like root vegetables hits you properly at this point. And you look around and you're in like a little reception hall, fairly big or sort of octagonal. You look to one side of benches uh, where people would probably be waiting. And there's like a desk which has like uh, not necessarily glass that surrounds it, but you know, like some sort of field around it. So you can, you know, the, the person sitting there could look out and you don't necessarily can go through that field per se. But yeah, you've come into almost like a waiting room. And as you look around, there are there are people sat on the benches waiting. It's Beetlejuice. <laughs> you can see there's a couple of uh, like skeletons. There is like the odd, what looks like a very sort of uh, creature that's whose head is on its sort of side, a little bit on a little plate, uh, just waiting expectantly. Yeah, roughly about five or five or six individuals that are dotted around these sort of many benches yeah. and uh, another individual uh, looks like a woman with a very very tight collar uh, very prim and proper on some sort of typewriter but it's again that smell of sort of wet dirt almost yeah root vegetables yes. that sort of earthy smell and looking around the actual sort of room itself there seems to be various paintings there's very much like a little leaflet stand with various like leaflets and you maybe catch one of them and say so you've died <laughs> you know my first funeral, all that sort of thing, like sort of pamphlets, helpful information that's sort of put off to one mm. side. What would you like to do? I will pretend I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and go to the this desk mm-hmm. yep. with the pamphlets and describe the person at the desk again. Sorry, yeah, as was... you get closer and you look through yeah. the sort of translucent sort of like field essentially the force field is mm. what i'm thinking it's not glass per se uh you can see there is like a very short goblinoid type creature actually standing but the standing on like a stool to reach the top of the desk mm-hmm. hunched over big thick glasses and they're clearly typing away something uh you know, sh- their, their hands are going quickly across the typewriter uh as the cylinder gets to the end it goes ding as i'm walking along Mm-hmm. I've got very high investigation. I've got plus nine. So I've got mm-hmm. 19 passive. But I'm happy to make a roll, obviously, as well, to see if I can see if anyone has a paper and a number, like a number ticket. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to do that first and mm-hmm. then see if I can nab it. Absolutely. So yeah, as you're sort of walking, uh, no roll required at this point. Uh, yeah, you see that quite a number of these people have uh, little ticket stubs. Uh, the head on a platter has one sort of just like in front of it. And every so often its eye goes to it. I say eye, it's only got one eye in it. And yet they're all sorts of different numbers. And as you sort of, sort of look around a bit more of this uh, room, you can see actually on the desk, like behind it, there is like a magic mirror. Mm. Which uh, has clearly like every so often it will go serving and then gives a, a ridiculously long number, uh, sort of like it comes up in various sigils and stuff like that. And then mm. it goes proceed to room 20. Uh, and then maybe one of the individuals sort of goes, they, they all look up and they go, mm. yeah. And yeah, at this point, you can see that there is actually a, a door on the other side of where you came in, opposite, and there's another door which you think would lead out into probably these rooms. Uh, that it's sort of indicating. So I'm not bothered by the number. I'm not bothered by what papers they got. I just want someone's papers and their number ticket. That's what I want. That's all I need. I just want to steal them, sleight of hand them. So you're going to sleight of hand them. Are you going to replace it with anything? I am. I'm going to just replace it with some some paper that I might have on me. I probably have like a journal or something like that. So I'll just rip something out or I will just give, I will just like some leaflets or pamphlets that I may have, or just pick up some pamphlets that were about as well, because you said there were some about. You can see there is almost like a ticker taper type thing next to this desk that you could you could do that and do do the Beetlejuice thing if you wanted. Yeah. I want their papers though. I don't know if they've got any paper, like if they've got oh, like, like a, a, Oh, I see, like a, like paperwork. Yes. Ooh, you don't see any of that. Okay. Yeah, I think because everyone's tightly got these little ticket numbers that's what they have the little yeah you know the little tickets that you get and your number is called there doesn't seem to be any paperwork there's no papers okay fine so that you, that you can see you, you don't know and looking around you see a lot of these people they don't if they're wearing clothes it's more rags you know there's no there's no bags or anything like that they could not come with anything okay mm-hmm. right the lady is just there like well, what I'm going to do then is I'm going to pick up a, a, a pamphlet, yep. one of these pamphlets, just a random pamphlet. I'm going to get a ticket. Okay. I'm just going to get a ticket, but I'm going to swap it with someone yeah. that might have one that's not clearly the last one. Sure. I want something that looks like I've been there a while. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Uh, so yeah, you pick up a, a, a leaflet and it says something along the lines of, 
which plane is right for you and your loved ones. Love it. <laughs> and and as you sort of open it up, it comes into a huge sprawling map. and Hamilton giving you the DM's book club travel book club. <laughs> yeah, weirdly at the back it says sponsored by DM's travel book club. And as a as something like as a city of some sort, which you think if you had an electronic device, it would take you to a website that had... <laughs> no, Black and white. Uh, like it changes a little bit there's a little modron that says hi there it looks like you're trying to get to uh, the planes of the multiverse (laughs) (laughs) so you uh, take a ticket and you can see like as you look at this yeah you pull out this ticket and it's super long you can see Mm. the number sort of goes sort of uh, uh, vertical rather than horizontal it is that long of a ticket and you manage to take it out and it's fine and then you go and, and you go sit the people that are in this room, you've got sort of two skeletons. You have a creature that's got its head on its side mm-hmm. with uh, with the ticket sort of next to it. on a, It's on a sort of a platter of some sort. Mm-hmm. So anyone that looks closer to my demeanour, the closest I could disguise mm. myself into because... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. So there's definitely the most put together humanoid i'd say because mm-hmm. the skeletons you couldn't really pass yourself off as a skeleton per se the head no. like again you could do the head but you'd also have to put like on some sort of suit perhaps to hide the rest of your body yeah there is another another person there looks like a sort of a, a small smaller sort of uh individual they're sort of looking around a little bit a little bit sort of uh, scared they seem to be wearing um uh what looks like a uniform of some sort, and they're sort of looking around. They, they're a bit spotty as well, so you can't think them any more than seventeen or eighteen. But same, same sort of vague shape as you, uh, but looking around, looking a little bit scared uh, at the waiting room and down at their ticket every so often. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the one that 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 I could feel I could maybe impersonate, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try and swap my ticket for their ticket. How are you doing it exactly? So what I was going to do is I've sat down. Yep. And then I'm going to stand up and just be like pacing, yep. uh, looking at the pamphlet. And then I'll just kind of go sort of trip over myself into them. Mm. And in the commotion of tripping over onto them, go, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh. Using the pamphlet yeah. to then switch yeah. underneath. Sw- oh, could you hold this? Swap that. Oh, I'm swap so this. sorry. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right. Mm. So it's definitely going to be sleight of hand. Okay. But here's the thing. I want you to do for me a deception check first. And if you do well on that deception check, you'd get advantage on the sleight of I've hand. I've got plus nine on deception check. So we'll I use thought this. so. 24. All right. So you get advantage on your sleight of hand then. Advantage on sleight of hand, which is plus seven. First one is a five. So that makes 12. The second one, oh, the best is a 12. Ooh, interesting. What? I got a natural one on the other one. So oh, it was a five no. and a one. So damn, I got a 12 damn. was my best. So uh you sort of you do this sort of bit of a performance. You're used to getting like information off people. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, you can see persons holding on to their ticket quite a bit and looking down at it. And so you sort of trip into them and go, Oh, I'm so sorry. Are you quite all right? But as you sort of look up, the sort of uh individual sort of looking at you, and you can see it's a little bit of a pudgy face. There's definitely indentations where they used to have glasses, you know, if they've worn okay. glasses for a long time, but they don't have it anymore. So, I'm so sorry. Are, are you quite all right, uh, uh, my friend? Are you, are you dead as well? Uh, oh, yes. You, you made me do a voice now. So I'm like, oh, yes, of course. Oh, yes, hello. Oh, yes. Oh, horrible business. Uh, yes. Oh, so are you here in the complaints queue as well? It's, it's such a bad thing. The hotline is just completely down. So we've been told we have to go the long way round and... Oh, it's just so terrible. I know. I was meant to end up in um, Arborea, but I seem Ooh. to have been sent on a travelling journey to Archeron, and I really don't want to go there. Oh, no, that sounds terrible. I, I, I wasn't sure where I would end up. I was just hoping to see Mama again. Well, I wasn't even supposed to be here. There's been a real big mix-up. I wasn't supposed to... Well, I, I guess I was, I was supposed to die, but then I seem to be alive again now. And I just don't know. And this person is talking to you quite animatedly because clearly yeah. they've not been able to speak to you and they're clearly quite socially anxious. Yeah. But as a result, underneath the pamphlet, you're both holding the ticket. Uh, we're both <laughs> holding the same ticket. You know, when you, you're holding something and that person's not let go, but they don't realise it. But it, okay, you know, can I try that something? Sort of, yeah, of course. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to sneeze. Oh, okay. I want to try and take it from them yeah. in the sneeze. If I can't and I tear it, I'll go from there. What is a sneeze check? Um, deception again? Don't I know. Think it, I think it is a deception. Yeah, because you got you, you. You're trying to be like, it, yeah. It, I'm going to say a deception to do an overall check because I've already made you roll quite a few bits already. I think a deception just to see how far you can get. That is a twenty-three. Whoa! You just hark back deep down inside to your amateur dramatics days. 
you remember Hamlet, but no one remembers your Hamlet. I practiced it with Ash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you practiced it with Ash. There we go. <laughs> Alas, poor Yorick. Ash just giving you the lines in their eyes, just like yes. <laughs> a prompt. So useful. It's just so easy. <laughs> I'd say with that, you you just Ash, and the, the way you you rather than pull it out, you pull it down, mm. and so the person also comes down with you, and oh gosh, oh oh no, oh gosh, germs, I I oh well, that's that's what got me in the end, I think, and you manage to slip it away. And you can see this person actually looking at them. The the sort of uniform they're wearing clearly is some sort of military garb, but it's slightly mm. too big for them in places. It's depressing. <laughs> I know you you made me make up people on the spot. I know. Um, and where else would Fiona go? <laughs> gosh, and um, uh, are you quite all right? And and then goes, well, Mama always gave me um, and pulls out like a really long spotted handkerchief. He goes, here, here, you might need it more than me, good sir. That is so kind of you. You know what? For your troubles, yeah. I'm going to give them some coins. Oh. But these coins are coins that I would like them to be like multiplanar coins that can be used anywhere. So no matter where they end up, they're just sort of gold. They're just pure gold coins. Oh, I love like... that. Roll 2d6 for me. That's how many you give them. Two and a five, seven. Oh, that, that's so kind. Well, hopefully it will go back to the orphanage, maybe. Um, that's so kind of you. And then uh, as you sort of like trying to a little bit back away and then as this person sort of trying to talk to you a little bit more, there's sort of a ding, 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 ding as you look and the number is called and you look and it's it's the number that you have taken off this individual conveniently. And it says uh, number whatever it is, uh, yeah. go to room 32. Now, what does the what does the, the person do? Do they not get up because they know their number? They are looking down and they're sort of confused a little bit as uh, they're like, what's, you know, because the piece of paper they have and it's just like, oh, a question. Uh, so they're, they're confused in this Whilst moment. Whilst they're confused, I'm gone. Yes, that's what I'm thinking is like, oh, that's... Uh... I just wanted to see what they would do and then um, I'd like to be out and then of the room before they've even... Yeah. The goes, I don't think this is my... And you, the door's already like closed behind you and you find yourself in another corridor that smell of root potatoes by the way is much stronger here okay mm. parsnips well yeah that's it as you go down the corridor a bit of it you start to look up at the ceiling and whilst the walls themselves are this sort of brick stonework like clearly made the roof itself hasn't been like sealed off and you can see there is like roots coming down like not dead or gnarly, but just quite growing. And there's clearly uh, various vegetables growing from it. You can see a whole bushel of uh, potatoes just hanging down randomly. And at every point, rather than having lights in uh, braziers, a couple of the potatoes are the sort of continual yeah. flame lit on them. <laughs> it's a very interesting uh, root cellar you've got. Into. But as you sort of go down, you can see there are rooms up. Uh, peel off into other places uh, and you can see there's a corridor there's sort of you know rooms 1 to 20 21 to 35 so I want to find the room they've sent me to yeah room 32 yeah. do you look in any of the other rooms at all there are the, as you go past there are doors and they have like little slots cut out of them I will be the classic ADHD that I am and I will look at everything that has something that's moving in so I'll look <laughs> obviously yeah. but I won't I'm not going to be actively like oh what's going on I'll just yeah, be looking yeah, yeah. to see what's going on Anything I hear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do hear quite a few things as they're sort of, uh, as you're sort of going through, you can hear people going, I don't have my death certificate. Why would I have it? I died. Why would I have it? And you sort of pass through another one. He goes, I mean, I guess I got my divorce papers somewhere. Uh, and then you sort of go, so you saw these individuals talking to various, what look like mortuary admin people, mm. sort of discussing their complaints about their undeath, essentially. And eventually you get to room 32. You see another sort of uh, mortuary admin person, but it's clearly quite a, uh, it's a corpse, essentially. All these admin corpses are pretty much the same sort of individualised zombie that clearly doesn't react too much. On my way there, by the yeah. way, I've changed my garb so I don't look so much like them anymore. I yeah. look more like a sigilite, if you know what yeah. I mean. So I'm less trying to be in... I just want to clarify that as well. You've turned that cape inside and out to be different yeah. outfits several times. Mm. Yeah, it's reversible. Yeah. Each of these mortuary assistants, as you look back, they look very, very similar because they are pretty much uh, zombified mm. assistants. Okay. You sort of go in, and you you just see the sort of individual sort of look up at you and goes, uh, indicating to take a seat across the desk from them. Hi, hi there. Nice to make your acquaintance. Uh, not chatty type. Right. 
So, nah. I see you're having a bit of a problem today. A lot of us coming back alive again, yeah? Uh, 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 mm, yeah, cool. They turn over to like a tome and start flicking through it to try and find uh, <laughs> trying to find your sort of record. Uh, well, before you, um, you do that, uh, I'm actually here on behalf of someone. I'm here as their... Uh, um, uh, shuts the tome, gets another tome out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm here as an agent for... A uh, friend of mine uh, passed away. Uh, Two of them actually today. A friend of another friend of mine as well. Uh, but we'll, we'll just deal with one at a time. Died. Uh, they were uh, they yeah uh, esoteric uh, wizard. Uh, lived in. Uh, it starts yeah. flicking to the back of the book, and you mm. can see there's like a you know you go you can see there's like you know S. T. T. <laughs> yeah, East W underscore w. esoteric. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have forgotten a very important item that passes them onto their final resting place. If they don't have it, they can't enter their chosen divine gate. It's like a, I don't know, I'm not a <laughs> wizard. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, um, if you could help me find them and I could, I could give them this, it's more of a manifestational thing than a physical object that I can pass over. So personally, if I could do it myself, it'd be very important. And I can tell my good friend that I've done it. Uh, the corpse sort of looks impossibly slowly. Uh, and you can see like it's using part of the remaining finger on its like pointer finger. It and a bit of skin comes <laughs> off. Uh, yeah, the, the top lid uh, sticks it back on. <laughs> And it sort of shakes its head, like not understanding, but then it sort of like uh, uh, points to you, then points to a wall. And you can see there's like common phrases, like going to sort of put up there. And it sort of goes, no ID, no, no purchase. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, whoa, you need their identification. Ah, uh, and points to you as well. <laughs> well, um, hold on. Uh, so, Navar has a little think. Right. Mm -hmm. He's got a tome in front of him which has wizards on it, right? It's a massive tome that seems to be like A to Z. Thousands of pages. Index of something. Very Terry Pratchett, if you think about it. Like the writing is super tiny. No, no, I get it. It's Bible paper and it's yeah. Bible text. I get it. And it's but several it's columns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah several yeah. columns of it. Well, you know what? Uh, what I know is that when they died uh, on this day, Today. So that must narrow your search down quite significantly. Uh, uh, puts the book away, gets out a slightly smaller scroll, which clearly is yeah. like the most recent edition. So that, yeah. uh, and, and it goes down like W, <laughs> esoteric. Uh, how many are there? Can I see how many there are? There's a couple, a good handful. Yeah, a couple still of esoteric handful. wizards are going to die. I mean, he narrowed it down from the multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> To someone who died today who's a wizard. Yes. Okay, cool. But also the filter of esoteric. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, all I've got to go on is I'll know what I see, which is all like... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Esoteric is the best I've got. But what I'm going to be like is... Yeah. So I've got this far. I've got a list of names, okay? Mm. I'm assuming this person is not going to let me read this tome, is not going to tell me to go through each and every single name. Okay, every so often, it like, does go back to that no ID, no sale thing, and you've not yeah. produced any ID. So it's... No, I know. So I've got uh, a pamphlet still, one of the pamphlets mm. still. I'm going to minor illusion it as a cantrip to look like identification. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's cool. Uh, okay. So you're going to minor illusion. What are you going to put on the... Uh... I'm going to put an ID. Yeah. Putting my ID on it, but I'm changing it to uh, the name I gave earlier, which was, I think, James or something like that. I can't remember. Jason. Jason or something like that. Okay. Well, no. Oh, wait. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've just I've just given them some ID of me. Yo, sorry. Your face could be on it. Yeah. I'm just, I get it. Thinking about the name. Sorry. I'm trying. I thought of an idea, but I don't want to. Oh, rhymes. Could be rhymes. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm sorry. I, I thought of something. Oh, and I'm like, no, no, okay, no. Okay. Well, okay. I, I don't. I want to know what you're thinking now. <laughs> You've got a good idea. Okay. I was thinking you'd put Arwen's name on it. Well, I was thinking that, but then I don't know how much that's gonna. I didn't know how much that would help. I but... mean, I, I don't know. It, I guess because I don't know. I think I'm gonna do Rhymes. I'm gonna go with Rhymes' name. Go for Rhymes. Okay. Because he's a wizard as well. I'll be like Rhymes. Um. Oh, but he died. <laughs> that's the problem. He died. So they're gonna find him on that as esoteric wizard. <laughs> 
That's the problem. He's like, no, so I would probably, I would put, I'm going to put, I'm just going to put Jason Navarre on there. That's what I put it okay. down. Jason right. Navarre, my face. Yeah. And I'm going to put municipal board of the greatest undertakers of sigils, foundational peoples, you know, something random like that, you know, like I'm it. an undertaker. Yeah. For sigil. All right. And my profession is undertaker. Minor illusion. It's, What's it that I need to do to see through the illusion? Can you remember? Creature can determine if it is an illusion with accessible intelligence check against your spell save DC. All right. If a creature uses its action to examine the sound or image, which it is, yeah, exactly. This, the creature sort of leans over and you can see, like, again, it, like, maybe you can hear this, like, pop as the spinal cord sort of, like, cuts it back into place. Uh, so, an intelligence. Uh, yeah, against my charisma, which is 13. You see. So I rolled a 13 on the dice, however. Zombies have a minus four to intelligence. Yeah! <laughs> yes! <laughs> awesome. So this creature looks down. Like, there is like yeah. eyes, but it's, it's all mm. glossed over and stuff. This thing's decaying. So it's, mm. it would, you think to yourself, how would it even perceive an actual yeah. ID? So it just goes through the motions and it goes, uh, and then sort of like looks through the scroll a little bit and goes, uh, taps something and goes, uh, like indicates you to wait. It slowly shambles up and then goes uh, down to uh, like a door that clearly it'd gone through and it goes off and the door shutting behind it. Ash, Ash, Yes. Take down every name that is on that scroll that is a wizard who died today. Now. Every single one. Yes, indeed. Recording. Instantly, it's done. Um, you get roughly about a handful of like uh, maybe 20, 30 names. Cross-correlate those with Eowyn. Ooh. Love that. All right. Processing. Processing. One match. Ash, you fucking genius. Yes. Okay. Ash, now, right. What's the name? Ash goes to fantasy name generator. (laughs) Ironically, so uh, Ash sort of like processing goes name acquired. Enoin. Enoin. Oh man, Ash. Are we in the middle of a sibling rivalry? Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Now I get why I will know them when I. I don't even need to make an intelligence check for this shit. Oh my gosh. The door opens again and the zombie comes back with a lockbox and sort of like puts it down in front of you. Uh, What's this? Uh, 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 points to you, points to the lockbox. Okay, can I investigate the locked box? Yeah. Advantage on investigation and perception checks to affect the presence of saving through uh, traps. Do an investigation check, please. 20. You study sort of the outside of it. Um, does it seem to be trapped in any way? It looks like a very, you know, as big as a shoebox, lock box. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's clearly like some sort of old padlock uh, on it. Uh, but on the top, you can see there is a, a crest, which you would now recognize as Eowyn's family crest uh, um. on the top of it. It doesn't seem to be trapped in any way. Okay, I'll open it up. You got the key? Uh, points to you. Oh, of course I do. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, see, with the key, it's part of their family ritual that no one sees the key. Uh, uh. It's a particular form that, when looked at, explains a magical secret that unlocks the box. Uh, Deception check. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Oh, that was going to be a 20. It's a 13. Mortuary assistant sort of looks at you, looks at the box, sort of shrugs one of their shoulders. The other one, obviously, is dislocated. (laughs) It's like, and gives off the air of, like, I'm not paid enough for this. Turns (laughs) around and walks off to be on their coffee break, leaving you with the box. (laughs) I mean, you you could stay if you want. Okay. (laughs) Right. I'm going to pick this lock. (laughs) Go for it. Uh, I just wanted to. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The person was just like, you've got the box now. I don't care what you do with it. It's a nineteen. Quickly, you get out your little, uh, your little locks, and and you get you you know, put everything out quick, quick, quickly. You know, a dab hand at this as well, and as you sort of like click and turn, you unlock it, take off the lock, and you open the box. And inside, well, you're not quite. I don't know what you expected. You know, you made up this this sort of spiel about like a a scroll and something family, blah blah blah. But mm. inside, you find a skull. 
I'm going to do one of my axe. Wells, how many wells of the grave have I got left? I can use one more. This is the one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use one wells of the grave to speak. See if I can speak to it. Okay. The skull. Okay. You maybe take the skull out and you can see like it's pretty pristine. Uh, not mm-hmm. really weathered at all. Anything like still intact. Uh, you put it on, or maybe on top of the box. There's nothing else. You have a quick look in the box. There's nothing else. And what what does it look like when you do your wells from the grave? Oh, I talked about it last time, didn't I? It was it was a bit different last time. Yeah, it was damaging in that sense. But in this sense, it's more the it's more the tokens of the departed mix of it, isn't it? But yeah. So what I do is I feel like in this sense it would be something that comes from like the back of the neck where the matrix plug goes in. Mm-hmm. And something like from there would sort of just emanate out and round as like little tendrils of dust, little sparkly metallic dust that float around. Yeah. And they sort of then hover around the the object and animate it in a face or something like that mm-hmm. so that it then talks using this little magical dust mm-hmm. that sort of animates their face as it was. Oh, yes. Almost like... um. You know, when they 3D print uh, over skulls and they say this is what they actually yeah. look like. Or like a bit like those, remember those, um, you put your hands in them and they were metal mm. and you used to, and it would imprint the yeah. hands. They were very big in the 90s. You could do it and you could do it with the face you as well. You did it with your face and stuff with the stupid yeah. faces. It'd be like that. Very but, much, But yeah. all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And you, so you can still see the skull underneath. The dust reverberates and sort of settles into the pattern as described, and you uh, get the visit, the visage of uh, a young woman who sort of uh, looks at her eyes currently closed in their sort of dust form. But you think the the connection has been made. Hi there. Uh, so I have been sent here by what I assume to be your your sibling, and they um, have asked me to come and collect some information from you to pass back on to them. The eyes of like slowly open. Of course. What does she want to know? Um, well, I pull out the little piece of paper in the sealed envelope mm-hmm. that I was meant to open at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, this is delivered as written. <laughs> and I read what she wrote to her, which was I haven't re- I haven't prepared anything, but I can prepare something now if you want me. What do you think? Given all these sort of like yeah, how you got here, how important is what do you think is written on this piece of paper? Given the context of like the yeah. skull, yeah. I open up the letter and I look at it and I sort of go. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to be this way. And I didn't mean for me to reach out until now and through this idiot. But here I am. Well, they are. See, I always respected you. That's nice. Um, I always respect. Sorry, I, I, I won't. I won't. I won't ad lib. Uh, sorry. I, yes, this is important. I always respected you. And... <laughs> You were the favorite. You you know you were. You know you were. We're not having an argument. I'm on this end. You can't answer back. So you were the favorite and it hurt. And I never really got over it. And I know that now. And I knew it all the time. And I wanted to say something, but I didn't. And then it was time. And, and then you died. So this is the only way I could do it. I'm sorry. You know what for, and you know for everything. So, please forgive me or whatever you want to do. I don't care. I just needed you to know. And if if you could ever let me know, or you can tell this idiot whatever you want to say, that's all. And uh, I love you. I always have, always will, and I miss you. Uh, and there's a little drawing of um, some sort of. Flower, I don't recognize it. Um, show the picture of a flower uh, to them. Uh, it obviously means something, I assume. Uh, and then I fold it away uh, and don't know what to do with myself. There is a, a silence as the um, image of this woman 
listens to what you say and processes it. I have a message back okay, um, for my sister. Ash, record this. Recording. Blip. You are forgiven. The staff is in the cellar next to the wine rack. But be careful. It has one charge left. That's all. And the visage fades away. The dust settles down. And you're just staring at a, a skull. Well, Ash, that got more intense than I was expecting. Okay. Well, um, hey, we should, yeah, I think, I think we're done here. I put the skull neatly and calmly back in the box. I mm -hmm. leave the letter in there as well. Mm -hmm. I close the lid and I relock it with the thieves tool so don't get in there. And I might be like overly make sure that it's locked so like it's not if I need to fix it or something, I'll try and do that. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll leave it on the desk. Mm -hmm. And I won't wait for anyone to come back. Yeah. I'm just gonna go. But I would like to I'd like to go back to the room where I was before. Where the, yeah. the waiting room. That's all. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do next when I get there. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you slowly go back and yeah, you can hear that whole sort of again other people with their complaints for their various states mm. of undeath. You know, someone sort of going past that. Look, I didn't think I'd need my partner's death papers along with my own. And then another one goes past goes, well, and divorce papers and our death papers. This seems a lot. <laughs> yeah, just speaking from experience. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and you head back into the room uh it's still the same people there when i get to the door i want to boot burst into the room yep my god and i'm gonna go straight up to the to the goblin mind. i was given this ticket ticket <laughs> i was given this ticket and um and this is not my ticket i was given this is the ticket i picked up earlier but it seems to be for this someone else i don't know whose ticket this is i I don't know who I bet it was for. It was for that poor chap over there. I think I've got his ticket by mistake and I've, I've gone to his appointment. It is awful. You better rectify this now or I'm going to call your supervisor. I know Factol Skull through six channels. Yes, but I know them. I am Ooh. I am Depenthony Depodely de, de, de la Third. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Either a deception. Yeah. Or an intimidation check. It's deception. Cause yeah, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. You're throwing Wait. around names. Uh, that was the reason. I was like... 23. Oh, 23. Uh, the goblin woman looks up and says, Ah? What, uh, what do you mean you took someone else's appointment? Uh, and you're just like, blah, 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 blah. You, you, you send the ticket, you point to this this poor individual with sort of the big round coat, yeah. bottle glasses, like, oh, and so he's been like looking through all these numbers. <laughs> on, and, and you sort of make a big flourish. He goes, oh. And the, the goblin woman says, ah, you... Uh, get in, get in there, get in there. And it sort of changes the system a little bit. Goes, and it goes like room 17. It's like, get in there. And it goes, oh, oh, thank you. Oh, gosh. Mama and, and the oldest seven uh, brothers and sisters. Well, hopefully um, we'll be able to sort all this racket out and I'll be able to hold their time for tea. Just needs to write that wrong. <laughs> they sort of uh, tootle off down this, nice. uh, down this sort of thing. And uh, yeah, the goblin woman is like, no, no, no! You you took a ticket, and it's clearly quite confused. And then by the time she's already looking back at me, I'm already gone. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like, what? who was that strange, mysterious <laughs> chap? You step out of the uh, yeah. reception hall, feeling both lighter and heavier with completing your mission, but also this sort of knowledge that. Your friend couldn't face a, mm. her sibling to tell her this in person. Like, you'd never heard of um, this sibling at all. And even, you know, you thought your friend was the, you know, the, the greatest sort of wizard. So this person must have been of super powerful, of knowledge, of arcana. But now they had passed on. So that unsettles you somewhat in the sense of the grand scheme of things. Like, even the most esoteric of wizards can fall. As you sort of make your way through past some of these other doors, finally finding the one thing you've been missing this entire time, which is a bloody floor plan of this, <laughs> of this mortuary. Really? 
Ash, take this down for future reference. <laughs> um, you get a, a good floor plan, and you can see that you have stumbled into almost like the public sector of yeah. the mortuary, where obviously that's where the complaints and, and uh, or at least where people could come to to air their grievances in a sense. So you manage to find uh, a stairway or two, and you suddenly find yourself out back on the streets of Sigil. Down like a, a, one of the alleyways around the back of the mortuary, perhaps again look, looking at those sort of like almost finger-like towers rising to size, mm. smoke billowing out from the various uh, crematoriums, and a, a sense that your work, whilst done right now, may have only just begun. But that's the thing. The minute I get out and I like get to the end of like I get out of the building and I feel the sort of weight on and off, as you said, like a mm. sort of mental weight but a sort of physical weight relieved. I pull out the soul trinket and go, Rhymes! Oh, well, yeah. hello. You still happy in there? Uh, yes, this is a quite interesting confinement, but uh, it's quite nice not to be laid down with various bugs and, and, mm. and limbs. And yeah, this is quite, quite a, a, you know what? An adjustment is needed. Yeah, well, first up, I'm going to see what I can do about getting you out of here right. into a body, if you want. Okay. And then we're going drinking. <laughs> Sounds delightful. What's drinking? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll end this mortuary episode as Navarre makes it back into Sigil. But who knows when they will return to uh, the mortuary itself as what you didn't see. As in this reception hall, again, these people are sort of complaining about being brought back unexpectedly. Yeah. Uh, the individual going, well, you see, I, I think I was supposed to die, but I, I went too soon. But now I'm back... And I don't say, and suddenly the shipping and receiving other corpses start to come back to life. The shoots of bodies just moving as death seems to have ended and people are starting to come back to life. Not my problem for yeah, today. I didn't, I didn't think it's it was that, your problem. It's, it's that classic, like, everything's going wrong, but I've done my job. I've done, and, my, I've, I've done my side quest. Yeah. <laughs> Mortuary part two is when I have to deal with that shit. Right now, yeah, I'm just going to let it build up. It's the sort of cutaway to the end. As you said, Like the, the post-credit scene is the mortuary filling up and all yeah, this Yeah, very stuff, Marvel's you know. mid-credits. Yeah, uh, exactly. Scene. Whilst Navarre's just at the bar eating shawarma. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, there you go. That's the mortuary. Uh, uh, the tone shifted, I'll admit. <laughs> yeah, it did. But Was that all right? I don't know. Yeah, I, saw, I, just, no, no, I love that. I, I, think, just... I think to be fair, because we've done it over so many weeks, I think also, I, I'm sure you felt it, but I've been tired sometimes and I'm like, yeah. you know what, let's just go into the silliness of it. And certainly what you rolled was literally on the sheet, the mortuary chambers uh, thing was, because I looked at it and thought, oh, that'd be fun if that comes up, was a reception hall that smells of funeral potatoes. And you, got, you rolled funeral it. So was, is that a thing? A I don't know. Potato. I had a quick Google. I don't know is the answer. So that's okay. why there's lots of root and vegetables everywhere. I love but then the I was root like, vegetable chat. Yes. Yeah, but then I was like, what else would be a reception hall for? But a waiting room. And I was like, oh, I, I know what I can draw on at this point. So, uh, yeah, it's different, right? Because that's the thing yeah. is we had the horror stuff, we've had the combat, and now we mm. had almost like a, a tiny bit of a puzzle uh, of you trying to work out, basically trying to get a parcel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> through a, what, what I would describe as a Royal Mail experience. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty close. It's very close. Well, no, that was good, and I was yeah. the twist of it being the the twin. I was like, of course, that makes so much well, bloody sense. That's that, really you know what? One. I hadn't. This is the thing. So none of that I'd written down at oh, all. Right. Like, I love I'd it. literally, I'd li we've did it through rolling and all that sort of thing, and then fa fancy name generator. One of them has come up as Enoin. And, like, and then you and then you made the connection because you'll know it when you see it. I was like, holy shit, that does work. So that that was very cool. I love it. This is what I love about like improv and surprise. Like yeah. this, we didn't force that at all. I hadn't prepared that stat that speech. I was like, um, that was great. You made it. Well, I was like, but here's the thing. I, that's exactly what I thought would be on that letter. Yeah, it wouldn't be a demand for something. No, it was going to be a. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. It's a, it's I apologize. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a regret. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. But we were on the same wavelength. That's why I didn't want to interrupt you because I was like, okay. I think you know what's going to be on it. And if and it didn't matter. That's what I felt. But if yeah. you'd said actually, it's like you know, I knew this day would come. It could have been the the switcheroo of like, 
<laughs> you're dead sort of thing you know well, yeah but, and the thing is that yeah. that would have also been a, a great choice as well yeah. and this is what i really love about the sort of more loose mechanics of creating the stories together certainly when it's just two of us because yeah. that's a really interesting choice and then i have to react and give you something it's much more manageable in that situation maybe i don't know it is yeah. manageable in bigger situations as well but it's um it's a little easier to come by and a little bit more regular to come by i guess in a mm-hmm. smaller setting because you've got to, you haven't got to manage everyone because i think sometimes if you have it's, no matter if you have a very small party, if you have a big party, if you've got all this story in your head, and you're sometimes like me, you don't get it. You, you know, you don't use the right yeah. words and you don't communicate it well. People won't get the story, no, and they're like, "Wait, I can't think. What am I supposed to be doing?" And like me and Bowie's, and like, I'm going to have to record additional scenes to make right. this make sense, which yeah. is. Yeah. which is fine but it's that sort of thing so that's why that's why I quite like going so what do you think is on the letter because that makes because that, that's what you're thinking with all the stuff that's coming out you kind of made the connection of the, the sibling mm. and, and you'll know it when you see that sort of thing so instantly we've all, you've already set that up so in my head I'm like well I have an idea what it would be but I want to see what you come up with yeah. and then I can react to that uh, yeah so I thought that was a really cool end of it we would not have expected no. from the beginning of the... no, not where I thought it was going to go I was thinking like is it going to be like a really big person is it going to be a really small person is it going to be trigger mark on their face that's like yeah. <laughs> X marks the spot you know like yeah. I don't know like I had no idea and so I was thinking or it was just going to be something that would ring a memory in my brain as in like it's some magical effect they've done that it would like mm. when I see it I will then go I'll yeah. hear their voice and they'll be like this is the one yeah it's one of, it's one of those things where again it's a rule in improv which you should always define the thing straight away because you're like oh thank you so much for the gift yes well I thought you'd like it oh that's so kind of you how did you know you know like what the fuck is it and I thought mm. it's a little bit like that girl and you know it when you see it but it's just more again it's that whole thing going like if you go this is it. Here's the thing that you find as the player, the shiny thing. And then I can go, ooh, that's so much better than what I had, What if anything I had. No, I like that. Yeah. Look at you being all clever in prof, eh? Improv. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, and. Fiona, yes, and Howard. That's me. All the the merch comes out. But that's what I want people to take away from, because like I run published adventures, but I use it as a framework to then go, Oh, here's this, here's that. And this was like the I think one of the most loosest things as well I've I've run. But mm. just, just having an idea of like, okay, so then there's this and then there's that. Because I could have easily if you'd if you'd said something like, actually, I am the best wizard of them all, blah, 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 blah. Or if you'd I don't know, smash the skull or anything like mm. that, then I'm like, oh, well, maybe then darker forces happen, etc. Because mm. we'd already rolled for this idea that people are coming back to to life from mm. that first episode. You know, like if then what else? And so yeah, yeah it made sense. Like, you know, you're not necessarily dealing with that because you're like, well, this is my mission. I'm gonna go do this. So of course you're like, yeah, I'm gonna leave that. That's not my problem. It's really not. It's the way Navarre would do it. It's like exactly. that's not my problem. I've got a job to do and I'll have another one later. But and... you can imagine if you were in a group of people, maybe a cleric said, this is really bad. We need to sort this yeah. out. Be like, nah. That is me my character in in Strad is like, nope, let's just burn it all. Then everyone's like, no, we should really have it. No, 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 just just burn the house down. Just burn the house down. That's what I And that, that's the thing is this is what's great if what's the difference between like say video games and then mm. role-playing games, especially if you're on your own. Is that yeah, video games you can go complete the quests at your yeah. leisure, but then you know they might get shut off if you pick one companion over a different one, etc. Or if you do what yeah. I did in Dragon Age and left someone in the starting village and then the whole village got burnt down and I felt guilty so I could never play that game again. The story continues on without you. That's why I yeah. I know people go, oh you know you always do this thing like what you don't see. I yeah. love doing the what you don't see. No, I think it's great. You the player can see what's happening but you mm. the character does not see what's happening because yeah. I mean, it doesn't involve you and I, I use it all the time because I think it's such a cool because I don't want you to be like oh well you didn't get this bit of information so you don't get this access to the story it's like bullshit yeah. you know oh, you, want access to that, you want the DLC hmm. you know even if you don't have an impact on it because I find rarely do people go oh we should have gone and done this I, I would have done that thing Abrea does that she did that on when she did the EXU and did little yeah. um, post credit scene things she's very really she's great. great at doing that I think I think that must be where I, I was inspired that. for her yeah. <laughs> I stole it when I did uh, Shattered Realm I was like post credit scene now because everyone yeah. has to have one yeah it's that sort of thing where cause I, I'm sure you have it as well when you get to the end of a session like, like we're kind of doing that we're sort of mm. like picking it and analysing it it goes oh what did, what would have happened if we'd done this and I could have been like oh you do this this and this he goes oh well I totally would have done that if I'd gone through you yeah. didn't know of the choice right i'm always a big fan of telling people not like the full story but like here's yeah. that you're gonna have to make a decision you gotta go yeah. do these things and even if it's and obviously it works very well for horror because you want to be like here's some story bits are these okay yeah. but also just because then you like it's that expectation it comes back to that whole uh mm. that transparent dming thing i didn't really do it too much in this one but you know when you go oh the dc is 15 oh yeah i'll always tell them. it's more exciting when people go oh 
I got a 16 or like, yeah. and like oh shit I only got a 12 I, I think that depends on thing but I'm always giving it away I'm like it's DC 15 I think you should do and I, I didn't do it too much this time because again I was I wanted to be more free-flowing but it's more exciting to know the DC rather than hiding it I think it's only useful when it's like you want to let them not know if it's a deception or not that's the only time I yes, don't of use course. it that's the only thing it's like if someone if you want to do an insight I'll be like okay roll and then I won't tell them because that's more fun. But I totally agree with the every other time. I've, I've talked about this before and other things, but just, yeah, I think that sort of style of DMing is so much more interesting. Yeah. And that's the same with the collaboration as well. That, yeah, just being open and being like, and just guiding that thing. It's, it, yeah. But I think it's a certain type of GM that can do that because it's, it's about going, hey, I don't have the story but mm. we're going to do it together. And I know some players don't like that. Some players are like, I don't want to create anything. I just want to play. And you're like, that's cool. But mm. I think there's just something juicier and just something more interesting that because like this story that we've created over three sessions, we would not have created it any other way. What I've really enjoyed though is being properly DM'd by oh. Fiona, TTRV Rising Star. Fiona. 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 I really enjoyed the story, and I think yeah. you are. You, you know what? You're probably good at this. <laughs> <laughs> You'll go far. <laughs> You'll go far with this. No, it was honestly That's really good. Kind of you. I really appreciated it. I really appreciated yeah. being a player. I really yes. enjoyed the one-on-one sort of gameplay. I've mm. not done that uh, apart from like little sessions where it's been momentary things. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been nice to do a proper like three-part, like a couple of sessions in one character. And I think we've talked about it before, this idea of one-on-one stuff. Obviously, it doesn't have to be with your partner mm-hmm. or, you know, it could be some, you know, with your kid or just trying it out. I guess, yeah. I think because people get very worried about like, oh, but it's only, we've only got one player. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I DM yeah. for two players, like, quite a lot. It's all about me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I get to, as long as they're okay with like, okay, you're going to have lots of decisions. Yeah. But as long as you meet that, yeah, again, tailing that experience. And you might have to manage a few characters at the same time. Yeah. Sort of thing. As in, if you're going to be fighting, you might need to be managing secondary yes. characters and stuff. Yeah, I will like say that. combat is not my forte, but thank, thanks to D&D Beyond's Encounter Builder, I was like, well, I can quickly put this together. And it was it, not it, bad. It was fine. It did all right, I think. You should have given me rhymes, to be honest. You were doing quite a lot. Yeah, I should have given you rhymes because that would have been a bit cooler for you to do. But I didn't, I didn't know Rhymes have become a big thing. I thought you could have left him. And they'd be like, well, ah, I'm not leaving him. Enjoy storming the castle. Bye. You know, that sort of, uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. Well, Hamilton, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, this is sort of the end of series, sort of actual play that we is, normally do it? here. Yeah. Yes, it is. And even though we've recorded a couple of episodes for, for season six, uh, this is obviously the end of, of season five. Yeah. What will be about? Will have Planescape oh, come out? Uh, Planescape would have been out. And I think... I think it would have been just those two, wouldn't it? I think it might be just those two. Who knows? We've got a couple of others. We've got a bonus episode with Jess Jewell, oh, okay. who is of uh, Questing Time, who did Encyclopedia Magica, which is a very oh, interesting cool. one. I think you'll enjoy that one, Hamilton. Sounds interesting. We've also done The Book of Many Things. Yes. Uh, we've done Epic Legacy Player Guide. Mm-hmm. And I've got a couple of other things that I can't remember just off the top of my head just now because we've done so much. Uh, yeah, which is it's which is, busy. <laughs> it's just nice. It's just nice. What would you say, I guess, over the last year, mm. which I appreciate is a long thing, yeah. anything that sticks out to you in general about D&D, uh, DM's book club, anything at all? What a roller coaster! <laughs> I mean, it has been a bit wild, I will admit. I think we need to do an episode in January that is just a, like we did last time, which is a yeah. look back on the year, because I think it... But if we're doing it now, we're doing it now, which is the fact that, like, January... Oof, terrible. ...was... Like D and D at its lowest, yeah. and what an interesting time to be alive in the D and D world and being in, around in that time. It was mm. kind of strange, and then the whole Keys of the Gold Vault coming out, which was then mm. sort of marred by that whole experience. Yeah. But the mm. movie mm. couldn't have been better timed, I would say, because if you're going to do the fuck up now, have the movie ready to yeah, go. <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I enjoyed the movie. I know it wasn't your cup of tea as much, but I really enjoyed it. And yeah. it's a marvelization of movies and we could all get into the how the death of cinema. But I think it was actually <laughs> I think it was actually a solid, a solid fare out of mm-hmm. all of those things. We've had stuff like um obviously we've had Big B's uh, Glory of the Giants, which then maybe another yeah. low point talking about AI art, but then sort of yeah. brought back with Fandelva, the Shattered Obelisk coming yes. out. I feel like needs a bit more time on really as well we need, yeah we need yeah. to have a proper look at it because uh, well we should we should we've done the starter set already for mm. the lost minds of pandelva yeah but uh you know we've, we've covered stuff like that planescape obviously the most latest the latest one planescape and then book of many things as we all know is going to be my highlight of the year i think it definitely is yeah but that episode's not gonna be out till season six. Oh, 
So yes, ignore that cause... then. But Planescape, solid response to a remake. Dragonlance? No, Dragonlance was already out, wasn't it? No, Dragonlance was this year. It was no, it was December last year, but we didn't do it till this year. Okay, there you Dragonlance. Go. I enjoyed it. I really liked it. I didn't like some of the art in it. I thought some yeah. of the I like the maps, but I didn't like the sort of CGI art they did, which I wasn't too keen on. But mm-hmm. I and I thought the story we just felt the story was weird. I remember us I listened back to when we did it a while ago, and it was like yeah. they just needed to recontextualize the ending because it was like, I don't get the motivations quite working here. And why why I'm gonna leave here to go find a floating city, House Wooden Castle. Mm-hmm. It was good and some really cool stuff in it. And there's been quite a few compendiums out as well. Uh, like you know, obviously, like you said, stuff yeah. to do with the movie, like Thieves Gallery, legendary items. Uh, obviously, the mortuary stuff. There's extra stuff coming out. There was also, I mean, we've not, we might cover it at some point, but the uh, Saving the Children's Menu Heroes Feast inspired yeah. uh, adventure that's that's just come out, and you're like. More stuff. So it's it's been an interesting yep. year uh, with lots of content. Like you can't say they've not worked hard. And next year's going to be the bigger year because next year leads us into one D and D. Yeah. And the 50th anniversary. Yeah, and yeah, of course we didn't we didn't even touch on how much uh UA has been out. Like we couldn't keep up. No. Oh, Travel Book Club finally got out as well this year. Well, f- uh, that's on the list, isn't it, Fiona? I've already started reading. <laughs> The inner planes. The inner planes. That's yeah. I'm looking that's forward a, to that. I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be good fun. They're yeah, wild. we've got a whole list of stuff. Maybe GM's book club might come out next year as well. Fiona. Fingers crossed. All, all I say is fingers crossed. <laughs> let's let's edit yep. a couple of yep. notes. You're before. right. Yes. To sign us off for the year, Hamilton, where can we find you on the interwebs? What are you up to? Uh, do you have any recommendations, like either TV or film, that you'd watch over the Christmas period? It doesn't have to be festive. It doesn't have to be festive. I'll say that right now because obviously some yeah, films well, are we'll not festive. Though. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to say die hard, I know. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a given because I watch it every year and I put up my tree, which so that'll be next uh, couple of weeks. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Sorry, I know. I should have mentioned this uh, much earlier. You could have given me some time on this one. Um, I was playing several skulls and rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was just literally, I just came up with a loving letter to a sister who died. So, like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, what I recommend is you should check out Cult Divinity Lost. Oh, no, not for Fiona. Christmas. Not for Christmas. No, not for Christmas. Oh, Scrooged. With Bill Murray. Mm. Bill Murray's version of Scrooge from the early 90s is one of the most uh, wacky, Cracking. crazy uh, versions of Scrooge story. I love it. It's probably, I've watched that movie. It's one of my watched it millions of times movie. It's, yeah, it's absolutely cracking. Uh, it's TV mogul Scrooge. And mm-hmm. it's got the guy who talks like this in it, who I really love. He's really good. Uh, and yeah. Uh, there's some content warnings in there, I'm sure, because I've watched it in a few years, but I'm assuming there are, but there's like dead bodies and stuff like that. And there's some, yeah. For films that you've really loved, and then you come back and go, oh yeah, it's a little probably bit offensive. Really, yeah, it's probably, yeah. So I, I haven't gone back to it in a while. But if you like Bill Murray and you like yeah. the story of Christmas Carol and you want it with a twist, there's mm-hmm. one for you. There you go. Aww. That's my recommendation. How about uh, you? That's good chance. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can find me all over the internet. So it's where uh, W-A-I underscore podcast. Oh, yeah, I had other things to talk about, but yeah. you were like, you yeah, gave I know. me, you, you It's too late. Me. We know who you are, Hamilton, Hazard Stripes on YouTube. What am I rolling, which is obviously uh, a twice monthly RPG one-shot podcast where you can find wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, recommendations for stuff for Christmas. Uh, my mum and my sister's favourite Christmas film is obviously A Muppet's Christmas Carol. So that's always yeah, a given. Great. It is a great But yeah. I would want to recommend, because I know lots of people always talk about Love Actually. And I, I enjoy Love Actually. It's very yeah. silly. Um, but I do want to recommend uh, The Holiday instead, which is the Cameron Ooh, Diaz. Yeah, I've seen that. Kate Winslow. Yeah, because that is a little bit different. Like, it's not to everyone's cup of yeah. tea. Again, that sort of, you know, holiday rom-com stuff. Because obviously we get no, to Hallmark, it's going to be the same sort of thing. But yeah, I actually, I, I thought about it and actually it is quite a, a decent... A decent film. Rachel found Hallmark movies last year and oh. she didn't know what they were. And so she was just watching them and she was like, these are really bad. And it's like, yeah, why do you keep watching them? I don't know. And I'm like, okay. And she was like, like because, but how? And she was like, I'm watching them because I, I don't understand why someone made them. And I'm like, oh. it's because they're made on TCM or, or Warner. They make a movie a week. It's like their version of Poirot. And she was like, Oh, I now get it. Because she was like, yeah. I didn't get why someone had made 
these bad movies and they're all made by the same people they've got similar actors in them and I was like similar actors they all look very similar all wearing the same clothing yeah, exactly. like it's... come home for Christmas away for Christmas and they're in the same sets and stuff like that yeah, yeah and it was yeah, just yeah, like yeah, one's yeah. in a shop with a magical shoe one's in a shop with a magical toy one's in a shop that needs to meet someone else <laughs> they're all it... queuing up to use the same shop in, yeah, in their exactly. scenes yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. like and it was, she was just like she got fascinated by them she's like I'm not watching those this year and I was like thank god I don't know why we got into this <laughs> If you're not into your films, or you know, sometimes mm. you're like, "Good, there's absolutely nothing on." There's always a decent like goggle box. Yeah. You know what I did get? Fiona? Remember me? Oh, what was it? The charity shop the other day. <gasps> Seasons one to seven box set that only included one to six Game of Thrones DVD. Oh, for fifteen pounds. Oh. oh, bargain, right? It was a one to seven box, but missing the seventh season. But everyone says it's shit anyway, and so I thought. I can finally watch it because it's only 15 quid. I'll that's, get the old PlayStation out, I'll plug it in the TV, and I'm going to watch it. That's a decent... Uh, you're going to enjoy that. That's a decent... That's a, that's a bargain, right? That's a bargain for, for, the, for six seasons. Six seasons. You, you can watch the other ones if you want. Well, um, I could buy the seventh season. I've uh, not... I find it so... I'm sure a another charity shop has got no, the seventh season. Yeah, you can... You, yeah, that, that's your mission as Navarro. You're like, yeah, I'm exactly. fine. The, the missing disc of uh, yeah, exactly. Game of Thrones. Brilliant. Well, with all that out of the way, thank you so much for listening to DMs. Have a happy uh, Christmas or a happy wintertide, etc. Happy time to change of the year. <laughs> and a happy new year. That's the one I was looking for. Yes, I was looking for the what's the word. I was like, and have a change of year. And new a change year. of year, yeah. Oh, have a um, wonderful geez, Wednesday when late. this episode will go out. And of course, we will see you. On the, on flip, the side flip side of the year. Of the year. Absolutely. Take care, everyone. <laughs> bye. 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 bye.